Our Shanghai office recently hosted a cybersecurity workshop for companies that touched on shared concerns and some best practices. To get a roundup on that, this week we're on the line with our chief representative in Shanghai, Melinda Xu. From the U.S. China Business Council in Washington, D.C., I'm Ian Hutchinson, and this is the China Business Minute. Melinda Xu is our chief representative in Shanghai. Welcome back, Melinda. Thanks, Ian. All right. So you guys hosted a cybersecurity workshop for companies. So maybe you could kind of tell us a little about some of the regulatory challenges that companies are facing, and then some of the the details from the workshop. China's cybersecurity and data flows affect almost all companies operating here, not just technology firms. Companies have seen increased cybersecurity enforcement, especially over MLPS evaluation. China's cybersecurity law requires a multi-level protection scheme, in short, MLPS, building it as a basic national cybersecurity system. Information systems are graded on a five-point scale, which is based on the level of damage that the failure of a network could pose to China's、uh, national security and economic stability. Those graded at higher levels, notably starting at level three, are subject to greater regulatory scrutiny and higher technical requirements. On December first, twenty nineteen, a new version of MLPS came into effect under this scheme. The networks that are subject to scrutiny are expanded to essentially any IT system operating in China. Though there might be some loophole. Sources from Ministry of Public Security confirmed that MLPS 2.0 doesn't apply to systems that are not localized. Companies have seen increased inspection. One company noted that MLPS 2.0 is a shift toward more audits rather than self-reporting by companies. And so, what would an audit like that look like for a company, and and how can companies handle them? Local enforcement seems uneven, and、uh, some have higher standards than others. We heard from companies that Shanghai Public Security Bureau is looking to define themselves as stringent enforcers of the MLPS 2.0, and are taking a conservative view of its provisions. Jiangsu and Guangdong provinces are also areas where MLPS 2.0 enforcement is becoming more active. A company shared some public security bureau officials paid multiple visits to their offices and also summoned their staff to the government office several times during its MLPS evaluation. One concerning area is that some local public security bureau officials took a camera and requested to scan their system. Although public security bureaus' intent seemed not to use it for malicious purposes, instead just wanted to have the insight and control into how companies are securing data and networks. Luckily, the company noted that PSB seemed okay with their refusal. Companies sometimes can push back certain requests from their regulators out of legal concerns. However, when encountering tough regulators, pushing back might not be possible all the time. Additionally, PSB also requires quick action from companies. Compared to the global counterparts, 
local teams have the advantage of reacting to the regulatory environment quickly and updating local industry timely. Therefore, pre-communication with corporate leadership and bring them on board to support local team is critical. Many companies set up a task force internally involving IT, compliance, GA, and other functions to proactively monitor policies and have an aligned cybersecurity strategy. Many companies also agreed that um, companies should build up local security and IT teams and authorize local teams to react to the regulations and the regulators timely rather than asking global counterparts to respond. Since MLPS 2.0 has become more mature, the expected control requirements may become more demanding. Many companies expressed a desire to comply with MLPS 2.0 in order to reduce exposure to potential enforcement. And so do all companies that operate in China need to be localizing their data at this point? Well, there's no clear answer to that. There are multiple cyber laws and regulations. A lot of them are yet finalized, and some of them are even contradictory. You know, cybersecurity law imposes data localization requirement on critical information infrastructure, what we call CII, which are um, network operators of critical importance to state security or the national economy. Um, in July 2017, the Cyberspace Administration published draft regulations on the protection of CII, which have yet to be enacted. The guidance opinion urged that relevant ministries to draft rules for identifying CII in their respective industries or sectors. While late last year, the draft Personal Information Protection Law, PIPL, enlarged the scope of data localization requirement and basically requests all China-based operators to localize if they process a large volume of personal information. However, volume by itself is not a meaningful indicator of risk, given that companies collect many different types of personal information, which may carry different levels of risk. Furthermore, the draft does not define those um, thresholds leaving companies unable to accurately um, assess their compliance requirements. Some disagreement between you know, inter-agencies like uh, Ministry of uh, Public Security and um, Cyberspace Administration have delayed clarifying regulations. If this continues, members' networks may be subject to redundant testing and reviews further adding to cybersecurity compliance challenges for foreign companies in China. So how are companies reacting to these data localization requirements then? Due to ambiguous and unfinalized regulations, companies are unsure how to react to these policy changes or what will actually impact their operations. Some companies see um, data localization in China is inevitable, thus they are working on separating its China IT and security system from its global one. While some others believe separating the local system from global 
won't satisfy Chinese regulators. Besides, building extra data infrastructure in China can add heavy financial burdens. More importantly, data localization is widely considered to make data less secure, as the practice prevents data from being diffused across a global network. Overall, most companies are quite con conscious to drastically change their current IT structure, considering unfinalized regulations, the cost, potential risks, and the workload. We've seen many companies are mapping their data footprint as a means of understanding potential areas of risk, aligning internal strategies, and engaging with regulators. Okay, so what's up next then? So what should folks be keeping an eye out for? You know, 2021 is likely to see two milestone laws for data protection in China. The um, Personal Information Protection Law, PIPL, and the Data Security Law being enacted. And in addition, China is expected to publish a series of implementing rules and standards to supplement the emerging regulatory framework which will present additional compliance challenges for many companies in the coming year. However, there might be some silver lining here. You know, the Digital China Initiative mentioned by Premier Li Keqiang during the opening of the national two sessions outlines China's ambition to develop cutting-edge digital industries. While personal information is understandably a security issue, but General data just cannot be limited to any one nation. And local, localization requirements will ultimately discourage investment in the China market. And we have seen several provinces are trying to allow greater foreign investment in the tech sector to develop its digital economy. Recent conversations with the Shanghai municipal government revealed that Shanghai is working on a proposal to allow wholly foreign-owned enterprises to invest in internet data centers in the Lingang Free Trade Zone. Additionally, um, Shanghai and a few other localities are planning to pilot a narrow scope of free cross-border data flows for certain commercial purposes. However, it remains to be seen how these will play out. All right. Always grateful for the roundup, Melinda. Thank you. Thanks, Yan. Again, Melinda Xu is our chief representative in Shanghai. The China Business Minute is a production of the U.S. China Business Council, and you can always learn more about the work that we do on our website, uschina.org. If you like the show, please leave us a rating and a review. It will help other people find it. And as always, thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back next week.